Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream. It's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking. Everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out. It's all he's asking. Over like Rover. He keeps it real. He's no joker. Original. He's no poser. No competition. He's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer. Cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right. All right. All right. There we go. A little Tuesday action. A little Tuesday edition of the Taz Show. Coming out here, Body Slams and Beyond, streaming and screaming. Might not be much beyond in this episode, but there's going to be a good amount of Body Slams, I can tell you that. So I'm going to talk about Raw, the go-home for the Raw Rumble, and the uh, crazy ending that shocked everybody. Uh, Maybe that's an exaggeration. Pretty shocking ending, uh, which I will discuss here in this uh, opening segment of the show, which I thought was uh, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. We'll also talk about the Royal Rumble in this episode. We will also have the PW Insider Report. Uh, usually every Tuesday, just about, Mike Johnson is on the show. Mike Johnson from PW Insider comes on and gives us some scuttlebutt dirt or something. We shall see in his uh, perspective. Mike Johnson will also be uh, have a guest spot on my special, which will be this Sunday at 11 p.m. Eastern, right after the Royal Rumble. Which the Royal Rumble, we found out yesterday. I think it was when we found out yesterday. I know they said it. I don't think it was announced before that. If it was, I missed it. 7 p.m. start time Eastern for the Royal Rumble, which is... Oof. I guess they'll be done by the time we go on the air here on CBS Sports Radio on Sunday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. If you want to call the show here right now, you can do that. You want to talk about Raw or the Raw Rumble or anything else wrestling related. And if I can help you with a call. If you don't want to call, that's fine. Attention hotline fans. That's an 866 866-475-2948. Yeah, so uh, I got to tell you, just jumping right into things, um, I thought the Raw, you know, uh, the ending of Raw last night was extremely cool uh, in a sense of uh, not one but two surprise uh, surprises there in uh, Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. I really thought that that was um, very smart business, very cool, very well done. The timing of the entrances by the production team and the people who run uh, the gorilla position, the, uh, the, the you know, really did a good job of when to send the guys out. I really thought that was cool. I thought it was great. But before that, we saw Lesnar come out and and he you know he, he, he did his Lesnar walk from backstage like he's done for years. People were buzzing there in Cleveland at the at the building there, and then uh, you know he did get a little lost in the shuffle in that promo. He got a little lost in there. It was a, he got a little. <laughs> it was a little odd. I mean, I know Dennis and I here. The lumberjack is right here. Timber producer of producer of the Taz Show. Dennis, you were a little perplexed at the promo, I believe, right? It, it surprised me. It certainly did. Yeah. He he seemed to jumble his words at the beginning. Yes. And yes. Yes. Eventually, it got off, but yeah, little, little rocky start. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, and I got to tell you, like. Uh, I've cut a lot of promos backstage, in the ring, and all that kind of jazz. And a lot of times when you start off the promo and you screw it up, which he did, a lot of times you you your promo falls apart just, you know, instantly. It's happened to me. I mean, that's why even if you add libs sometimes, you have thoughts in your head, and it's happened. It happens to everybody. I got to give Goldberg credit. What he did was he did get lost. He was live. I mean, you know, and... And he kind of did a, um, a retake, and you know, he had to. 
but he got back on track. I, actually, he never was on track, but then he got on track, I should say. So I, I, I thought he, he did okay once he got rolling. I mean, you know, he's an attraction. People just like that he's there. He's Goldberg. Oh, my God. He's, you know, this legendary figure that's been around forever and doing all the crazy stuff. And, you know, he's a cool character. So it's, it's you know, it brings people back to the Monday Night Wars, uh, that era. And, you know, he's got a load of charisma. He's a big dude. He's, you know, uh, he's not a kid anymore, but he's still in great shape. He looks great. And he's in a, he's in a monster money spot. And he's been with WWE for the past, I don't know, couple of months. So, I, jeez, we're probably around the same age. He might be a little younger than me, but I tip my cap to him. Um, but anyway, so he, he, you know, he come out. And next, you know, Heyman came out, which was a surprise. But then the big, big surprise was when Lesnar came out. The place popped like crazy. And when Brock came out, it was like, what the hell is going on here? It was a shocking, shocking thing for sure. And then, I love it, it was simple. I mean, you know, Goldberg just said, paraphrasing here, hey, instead of sitting there, you know, whatever he said, like a bitch or whatever, why don't you just get your ass in the ring? Something like that. And, okay, Brock said, oh, here I come. They square off. Everybody's buzzing. It's a great moment. Michael Cole did a good job saying, you know, last time we saw these two guys in the ring together, they were faced, it was uh, at the Royal Rumble. I'm sorry, at the uh, Survivor Series. So that, that was great storytelling, quick, succinct storytelling by Michael Cole right there. Sounds like a simple thing to do, but it's even though it's simple, it's smart and it was good. So uh, I got to say, I, 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 I was even more shocked when the next guy came out. We heard the gong, 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 and the Undertaker pops up. Literally pops up. Like he, he didn't come down the aisle. He was just in the ring, right? So, uh, and the place went bonkers, you know? And the facial expression by Goldberg and Undertaker and Brock, all three of these guys are within arm's reach of each other. And it's not as easy as you would think when you're not going to be physical with each other, that you're looking at each other now. You know you're not going to get physical and fight. But you got to be entertaining. The world's watching this. And, you know, go home for the Royal Rumble. There's a big Raw. I bet you they do a really good number. And you're not going to fight. So you got to have the right facials. You got to have confidence in your facial expressions. And uh, and that's it. And when Raw went off the F, from what I understand happened, was basically each guy slowly just got in the ring on their own. There was no physicality, basically. Which, uh, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think they could have gotten to, a, a, like, fist of cuffs. It's dark just for the house. But I guess in this day and age of cell phones and people with video, it would end up online. So, in defense to WWE, that's probably why they didn't uh, let the guys do that. Uh, back in the day, that's what would happen. When you go dark, guys would just, you know, fight for the house. We call it, do it for the house. Do a couple good high spots, give, end the night with some physicality or whatever. But, you know... Um, they, uh, the, I guess, I don't know what was on after that. Maybe when those guys left, like for the house, I have no idea what happened. But I got to say, uh, WWE, hey, great job. You know, your go home for the Royal Rumble, that Raw was really, uh, I think it ended really well. I thought the chunk of Raw was okay. It wasn't great. Um, I wasn't crazy about the way Raw started uh, at all. I didn't like the start. Did you like the start? No. It, like, uh, we've talked about it. How many times can you see... Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. I know. It, it's the, we need new life. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I, you know, I, I know. I mean, um, uh, you know, Roman Reigns comes out, starts the show, you know, with, you know, his music and entrance and all this stuff. Uh, 
and Michael Cole, as I just put him over, how he did something really good, how he told that succinct story. You know, I I, I got to tell you, I don't I I don't know why he said what he said uh, on Roman Reigns' entrance when Roman came out. Uh, he said Roman Reigns is. I'm paraphrasing kind of. He said Roman Reigns is irate or has to be irate, something like that. After what happened last week, because you don't know, get beat up and all. And meanwhile, Roman Reigns is walking out. And he's high fiving people. And he's smiling, like you know, like in the outway. Like, uh, I mean, you know, maybe Cole wasn't looking at his monitor there. He knows better than that. I mean, that's like a no-no. You got to kind of, even though you got a story to tell, you got to kind of go with the talent. Now, now again, I'll teach you guys something inside baseball, right? And again, I, I, maybe, I'm not trying to bash Cole, but maybe he said this, Cole. Maybe he said um, he's got to be irate after last week instead of saying he is irate. That's a huge, huge difference. That little qualifier is a huge, huge difference for announcers in the business, and which a lot of younger announcers or less experienced announcers don't know how to do and don't do well. Um, I, I guess I should have wrote down a note if Cole said that, but I don't listen to every single word the guy says. So, um, you know, I... I I don't know. I just don't. I wouldn't really use the uh, the word irate when when the fella is high fiving guys and kids and you know smiling kind of. What Roman Reigns should have done, in my viewpoint, is come down to ring to Michael Cole's story uh, and been livid, pissed off, furious, and just beeline for that ring and and say what he's got to say in that microphone aggressively, angrily, instead of all the typical. Let's you know then. Kevin Owens comes out and Y2J, and let's exchange, you know, lines and, and jokes and barbs and all this stuff, and let's be cute, and let's write some cute stuff for the guys. Let's be Swami Jones. Let's do all this stuff. Come on. This is go home. It's the opening segment. It's to go home for Raw. You guys closed it good. You closed the show real good without physicality, which is hard to do. But if you know, you you gotta I think start the show. You gotta start the um, the Raw for the that, that go home for Raw. The, uh, I'm sorry for Raw Rumble the right way, and I just don't think that was the right way to start with that segment. I mean, uh, during the show, I gotta tell you what I did like. I did like Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins. Um, I liked I liked the fact that Stephanie on a speakerphone, which I didn't like that part. Not to bring on a roller coaster right here. I think she should have been there. The character Stephanie should have been there. <laughs> it's just the, Steph- the character Stephanie. Did they say why she was there? Did she say to Mick, I couldn't hear when she was on the speaker I don't think they acknowledged phone. it, but I think it has to do with them being at the, uh, her and Triple H were at like the women's march and they, oh, they okay. were just elsewhere. Okay. I got you. Well, I meant in story, like in no, character. No, just yeah. kind of away okay. on business. All right. Well, well, the thing is like, well, people are still marching. What are we doing? I mean, how long is this march? Just, I don't know. We're not women. We, we uh, weren't invited. I, I, I mean, well, we, I posted a thing on my Twitter about my Aunt Mary. She had the Taz show sign. I, up. She looked great. Yeah, on, on Saturday. She was there. She was marching. Uh, vulgar at times. You know, big influence on my career, but I digress. <laughs> That's where you get it so, from. Yes. Vulgar Jones. But the um, uh, I like Sami Zayn and, and Seth Rollins. I love the stipulation, and I love the finish. They, I mean, I was surprised. I did, I did not think Sami was going to win. I like what they did there. I think that was very cool. I do. And, and and with the distraction of Triple H's music, I thought was even cooler. Um, I thought he was going to come out. I was hooked like everybody else. I, I, I think that was really good. I think that segment was well done. Um, it obviously goes where Seth Rollins will go into WrestleMania facing Triple H. That's obvious. Um, 
And I think somebody told you out here a while back that you won't see Triple H for a while. Because <laughs> they're gonna you're gonna wait your turn to see him. So he gets he's gonna maximize his pop when he comes out and and, and that's what that's what he's gonna get. A gigantic pop and he's the bad guy. <laughs> Yes, the game will be the bad guy at the WrestleMania. We're gonna get the biggest pop though. So uh, uh, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll see Triple H at the go home, the Raw go home for um, for WrestleMania. And by the way, the word go home, uh, some pot, somebody on Twitter, I can't remember who, a uh, fella tweeted me, um, might have been last night, and asking about those words go home. You know, like why, like asking the question. I don't usually my Twitter's not a Q and A, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful, but. A lot of times I don't have time. I don't see everything on the mentions. I really don't. Sometimes I do see stuff. Sometimes I don't. I'm uh, kind of busy sometimes, so I'm not pushing it around. I just I don't get a chance to read. There's a lot of them. So um, here it is. I found it. At uh, Andre Wright, with a W, 6. Uh, Andre Wright, he asked a question. He said, hey, champ. Nothing like being called champ. Bro, I qualify being. I mean, I'm not a champ anymore. I was a champ, bro. Come on. No, it's it, that's the greatest feeling. You but get. you need to call me champ. You're right. That's a new policy. Actually, a new policy. Everybody around here needs to call me champ. Everybody. Will you stop? I'm kidding. All right, that's a joke. It's not a policy. So, Andre Wright says, uh, "Champ, why is the show before a pay per view called in quotations the go home, oh go home show, uh, seen uh." Seen it could that on a bunch. I've seen it on a bunch of old sites. Uh, inside baseball with a question mark. No, no, it's not inside baseball, Andre. The reason why it's called Go Home it's because it's the last Raw before the pay per view. That's the only reason why. Okay, it's the Go Home. It's the last Raw. So tonight, SmackDown Live will be the Go Home for the SmackDown Go Home for Raw Rumble. It's your last chance, Andre, as a, as a company in the WWE. It's your last chance to hammer home your, hammer home your stories and, and, and galvanize all the stories and the characters that you need going into the, um, into the pay-per-view. Uh, it used to be the most important Raws or, and or SmackDowns, the go-homes, or, or not just WWE programming of wrestling companies. In, but back to WWE, I don't think it's as important as it used to be, to be honest, because uh, the network is such a great bargain, uh, you know, 10 bucks a month, that it's not like people got to shell out 50 bucks or 60 bucks for pay-per-view anymore. You know what I mean? So um, the reason why it used to be so vital was because you wanted to make sure you was your last chance to sell people to buy that pay-per-view. That's, that's the total shoot right there. Uh, so the go-home was always the most important. Now, the go-home is the most important to keep people invested in the story and to really, like I said, galvanize that story. So hopefully I answered your question for you. So uh, that's the deal on that. Did you know that or not, uh, the Lumberjack? I knew what the, I knew go-home was the last show before the pay-per-view. I didn't know. You didn't know that. You're such a liar. Why are you going <laughs> to sit and lie, bro? How did you know that? Uh, you didn't know. Well, you I, didn't know. Why you act like you know? You didn't know. I feel like I should say I didn't know now. Did you know or not? I did. I did, truthfully. Did, really? You did? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I believe you. I thought that was common knowledge. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, back to Raw. I, I, uh, back to, I'm sorry, Sami Zayn and uh, Seth Rollins. I, these guys had it. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit on the Raw uh, and talking about Raw, but it's something that I wanted to talk about here in segment one. 
they had an amazing matchup. They really did. I mean, these guys told a great physical story. The announcers did a good job telling the backstory that these guys were roommates and stuff. And, you know, they couldn't get in depth of, I guess, their time together right in Ring of Honor and stuff and all that stuff. I, I, I don't know their personal history that much. I, obviously, they, they, they're boys or whatever. But I'll tell you, man, they really, both Sammy and uh, I almost called him Tyler Black. That was his name back in the How crazy is that? Seth Rollins. I don't know why I thought that. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, Ring Honor. I guess I was brain. talking that. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins and. Um, and uh, Sami Zayn really just uh, what a match, and the match m- really meant something. And they showed uh, physically, they showed the importance of how vital a spot in the Raw Rumble is. So WWE as a whole, I thought last night did a very good job uh, selling the importance of the Royal Rumble. And to hit the opportunity to compete in the Royal Wubble because you get a shot at the Holy Grail, the WWE, you know, world title, or in this case, it's the universal title, right? So, well, no, it's not. What is it? We don't know. Well, whoever wins. Right, we don't know, right. So, uh, you know, back in the day, it was to get a shot at the WWE Championship. Um, Championships are vital, obviously, okay? And, and, And they did something in the show... And I'll talk about it in the next segment of my show today where they poo-pooed on championship. And I will get into that a little later on in this show. Uh, You can remind me of that. But the thing is this, guys. The WWE did do a good job of selling the Rumble, like I said, and selling the importance of the Royal Rumble. Do you disagree with that? Uh, Or not? Honest, because you seem like you looked a little bit like, well, I don't know if I'd buy that. See, I liked the... I like the Sammy's uh, segment because he had to earn his. Everybody like Cass came down and he was like, "Hey, I'm in the Royal Rumble," and it was like, "Right, good All point. Right. Yep, yep." Like, I, could I just grab a mic and be like, "Hey, I'm good in the point. Rumble." Well, people were saying that on Twitter too. Yeah, okay, I agree so with it's, that. I, I and it went back to how Stephanie doesn't like Sammy Zayn, well, that's so the, she was that's like, gonna, right. "She was like, hey, look, you want in? Okay, you, you have to earn in. Right, be, right, right, right. Beat Seth Rollins, and it's a way to to undercut Seth Rollins a little too because it's like, of course." So, so it worked well, out both ways for Seth her. Rollins because of the Triple H. She's married. He's married exactly. to Stephanie. Blah blah blah. I, I, you're right. And and with the casting, I'm in the thing. Blah blah blah. The whole nine yards. I, I agree with that. But the, the the where I don't where I don't agree with Sami Zayn is still this character. I still think the guy should be the maniac, the taxi driver guy. Do the same thing they do. They're pushing him. They are pushing him. And he's the type of guy in that Royal Rumble, you could have him come out first or like second or third or something like that, whatever the heck they number early, and have him last yeah, a long just time. Be an Iron Man. Well, an Iron Man that's fighting from underneath. An Iron Man that, that he's getting his ass whooped mm-hmm. for a good chunk, but somehow, some way, he lasts almost, I'm putting myself out there in this, but almost to the final four. Okay. You know, because he's that type of, you know, uh, he has that kind of connectivity to the audience. Where he's, you know, they like him. He's, by golly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight my best for you guys. Like that type of old school babyface, without saying it in those old school promo lines. You know what I mean? He always has the best matches when his back's against the wall. When they like really, yeah. Like the, last night, it was like, hey, you get a spot in the rumble, and he just tears the place down. Um, the Braun Strowman stuff. That match. What was the last paper? What was the uh, paper? Whatever. The not fast lane. Whatever it was. Great match. When he's got, like, incentive to fight, he puts on these incredible matches. And then, not I mean, I'm sure Sami Zayn himself is 
trying 100% all the time, but it just feels more important when it's like, look, well, here, we're going to try and pin you down, prove you, us you, wrong. And, and, and he, you don't know the reason. I know the reason. Do you want to know the reason? I would love to. <laughs> because what you said is exactly correct. Okay, there's a couple of reasons. One, they are invested in him in those matches from a storyline perspective. It's what we would call a push in that moment. So as a wrestler that's struggling to be upper mid-card, I've been in his role. When you feel like the company's behind you a little bit and they invest in your character and give you a storyline match like they've done with Braun or they did last night, Sammy is motivated. That's what's happening. I, I never met the guy in my life. He didn't tell me that, but he's motivated because they believe in him. So it keeps him motivated. The other reason, which is very important, not just that he's motivated, because I'm not implying that he's lazy in others' matches because he's not. What I'm saying is now when they're invested, dude, what they give you in your match that you have, when the company's invested, <laughs> excuse me, is something called time. They gave him a lot of time last night with Seth. Minutes, minutes, minutes to segment Jones, minutes to wrestle and tell that physical story. Not a five-minute, let's go five-minute segment, uh, you know, boom. Uh, and five-minute segment, I've, for, for any of your new fans to my show, when they give you a five, six-minute segment on Raw SmackDown, that doesn't mean bell to bell. That means entrance to exit bell. So my entrance, your entrance, Dennis, you're my opponent. We're wrestling on SmackDown tonight. We got six minutes. Okay, my entrance is going to be first, then your entrance. Once my entrance plays, that six-minute stopwatch starts. And if there's any promos in there by you or me, that's in that budget of six minutes. Another thing you didn't know. You I just got schooled. Well, that's what happens here on the Taz Show. That's what I do. And I do it for free. Right, see, that's what happens, right? I mean, I'm going to come out there on, on Sunday night, and I'm going to talk to these people. We're going to do a special three-hour Jones right after the Royal Rumble. Three hours. We're nationwide on how many state? Like 130-something affiliates, right? It, cl it clears a bunch, over 100. Yeah, it's broadcast, CBS Sports Radio on the network. And uh, there's the graphic right there for those watching the video. Okay, the post show. So I'm going to do that, and it's, you know, it's kind of cool because... No subscription needed. No, it's a, you're not. It's not costing you a dime. You, you just got, find a radio. Yeah, live or, phones. Or apps online. Or go online or go to tashshow.com. Just like you do if you listen or watch this show live. Same gimmick, Jones. Phone lines. Hey, you know, real simple. Hey, how are you? Hey, got me. Gimmick. That's it. That's I the hope phone. he doesn't call. <laughs> that guy's the worst. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Marty in New York. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, pal? Hey, Taz, I had a question I wanted to put you over. Yes, sir. All right, so I've been a fan of yours ever since I found a ECW VHS tape when I was 12 years old. This was, like, back in 2000. Wow. At a Big Lots. Wow. Big Lots? How much yeah, was that? Like a dollar? Was, uh, what did it cost? A dollar? Jesus. It was one of those compilation tapes where it had different matches. Uh, the match that I saw with you was with Bam Bam where you went through the uh, ramp. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was in uh, Ohio. You in Dayton, Ohio. That was a lot of, that was crazy. Yep, yep, cool, man. Uh, and I had a question so about uh, the state of commentary in WWE. Yes. Okay, so I'm watching a lot of stuff on the network, like old classic Raws and Smackdowns, and it seems as though, like, when the show starts, there, there was, like, more of a high energy, where now it just seems sort of 
like mundane. <clears throat> yes, well, it's a great observation, and you're correct. And, and the thing, Marty, is like that's coming from Vince McMahon. And a couple of things I agree with on it, a couple of things I don't agree with on it. But, okay, uh, before I get into the, the reasoning behind it, do, I'm curious, you as a fan that you brought this up, what do you and what do you prefer? What style? I prefer the more high energy because it gets me more pumped into watching the show. So you are a fan of Mauro Ronaldo, I guess, correct? At times, but sometimes commentary can be a little bit too much. Right, correct. Okay, so here's the thing, Marty. Right, and and, and you seem like you know your stuff as a fan. So. Vince McMahon, you know, back then, and he was one of those guys with that high energy. Right? Remember Monday Night Raw when it first started? You hear the siren in the background. Hey, welcome <laughs> to Monday Night Raw. He's Vince McMahon. He's got whoever with him. You know what I mean? They had a comedian there with them. They had it was you know that type of feel. And I think because and it was right for that era. You know, it was live. I mean, it wasn't a lot of live wrestling then. So Vince wanted to bring that energetic, explosive feel right from segment one. Right. Now we fast forward all years later, all these shows and everything, okay? It's, it's, it, it, uh, it's equivalent to when you watch a big sporting event. When you watch the Super Bowl or you watch the World Series, the announcers don't come out blazing on level 10 red hot, correct? That's correct, but that's also where WWE differs because they're not necessarily sports. They're sports entertainment. Yes, but they want to be more in that realm of sports, watch ESPN and you'll see their stuff on there all the time, correct? Oh, I do. Okay, no, no, but I'm trying to make a point. My yeah. point my point is that WWE, without telling you, the audience, and me, the audience, they want to be, they want to feel more like mainstream sports because mainstream sports is millions and billions of dollars. So they want to put themselves at another level and they want to come out like, hey, it's just another event for us. We're excited to be here. Uh, it's segment one. We're not going to scream at you. We're going to scream at you in segment 10. We're going <laughs> to we're going to crescendo up and climax to that point. That's how it's done, my friend. Okay. Is that you don't agree with me, do you? I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from. I, I don't like it, but okay. I understand yeah. the business standpoint. You, you, bro, you have the. It's your prerogative. You don't have to like it. I hear you. I'm just telling you, like, what the mindset is from the chairman. <laughs> so, and I know this because I was told it. You know, so, and I was, I, I, I was told it a lot. And I wasn't a guy. I was a screamer right away. But I've worked with some guys who screamed without naming names, and they had to be. Talk to and they would talk to in front of me and 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 the reasonings came out so that's why when you watch you know uh raw or you'll watch like uh, the raw rumble yeah now if the audience is going crazy loud and uh, sometimes cole will start to show off red hot he will sometimes rado usually when they're real hot the audience you bring it down because you're the narrator you're telling you're you're just it's like driving in a car i always give some this analogy marty it's like when you're in a car okay okay michael this is talk about raw michael cole is, is let's say when me and michael cole work together okay smackdown you used to watch that right yeah okay so michael cole was driving a car taz was sitting shotgun and you and the rest of the audience was sitting in the back seat so now while Cole's driving through the rain and it's a hurricane, there's car accidents all around him and everything's going crazy, do you want Cole in the car going, oh my God, we're in trouble, I gotta watch out, oh my God, I almost hit that car, oh my God, or do you want him poised and in control? Poised and in control. 
points made. Thank you for calling, Marty. I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks, Seth. Take care, buddy. All right, there you go. So uh, on that note, I'm going to break, okay? So uh, any points, questions, comments from you, sir? That was that? a great analogy. Well, I've done this before, my friend. This is why I have an award, and I lean on it every day. You should have a steering wheel, too. <sighs> anyway, all right, I'm going to break. Uh, wise Guy Jones over here. And uh, other side of break, I'm going to tell you where and how and why the WWE took a poopy. A poopy? <laughs> on some championships uh, last night and what they told us. Taz Show, be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here, Taz Show. I, 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 thought, I thought we got new music. I mean, it's the same music I've been hearing for about a year. But, but why, why do you got to, you know, what, what are you doing, dude? This is new bump. No, it's not. I scanned through the stuff yesterday. Hey, no, Dennis. No, no. Uh, no, this is how it's done on the air. Okay? No, no. That's not what I meant. I need new. Not stuff that's been part of the show. New. That means go get some work done and get some. Do that. Not now. You can't, but you can do it later. You had all weekend. Sir, I've tried to work with you privately. This happened with many producers in the past, where I would talk to them privately, they blow me off. I don't work for you, Taz, kiss my ass. I, who the hell are you? You ain't nobody. You know, okay, no problem. I understand. I said, then what happens is, a bunch of people, well, I got a very tiny audience here, Mike Johnson said, so he's gonna come up at the top of the hour, Mike Johnson, PW Insider Report. So I'll have my little audience, they, that, and then I have to expose to them that, oh, well, uh, the dentist is not doing his job. That's it. And I got to hear music that my audience and I have been hearing for over a year. I don't hate the song, but I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all these songs. I know you don't make eye contact with me because you know I'm right. There will be a new one at the next uh, break. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, my God. What am I dealing with? Please stop me. Stop it. Just Stop. Stop. All right, anyway, talking about Raw, gave you a lot of Raw talk early in the show here. Are we doing Facebook Live later? And is Skype going to work for Mike Johnson? Because unfortunately, it didn't work with Deanna on, but it'll work with Mike's on, I'm sure. Yeah. That's that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> that happened before. Unbelievable. That's how it works here on the Tash Show. Never fails. I, I, I just, you know, I just... I just want people to be good at their jobs. You were handpicked by some of the big wigs, including me here. Dennis Jones, the, the lumberjack. Oh, yes, the biggest of wigs, exactly. He's the man. He is the man. And then I find out you're like the rest of these jobbers. Wait a second. I don't mean that in a bad way. I really don't. There's no right way to take that, though. But, dude, like, come on. You're great at this job. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> sixty percent of the time I work every time. Your rumble jumble mumble idea is phenomenal. See, I, that did was, I say the name was... right? I'm trying to do it without Ro- reading nope. it. Rover rumble jumble God, is what it. we. You're right. You're right. Rover rumble jumble jumble. People fired up about this alliteration and rhyming. Yes, Best sir. Yes, worlds. sir. Yeah, that's going to be on Sunday. And uh, quickly, do a quick, quick uh, explanation of what it is. We pick numbers out of a hat, 1 through 30. There'll be six of us. Each of us is assigned five numbers. Whichever wrestler comes out with your number, that's who you have. At mm. the end of the day, 
the winner of the Royal Rumble, whatever slot number he is, that who that's who wins with us. And we win. We haven't decided on a gift yet. A, a winner, a prize, probably money. Yeah, we're tr- yeah. It's probably gonna be money, but we're trying. Like we wanted to do like a T-shirt, but we we work here, so yes. it's not like yes. We love we love what you do for us, but it's like yes, I do everything. Oh <laughs> yeah, don't best. we know it? I'm the best. I do it all. Um, okay, great. So we're probably gonna do money. All right, and then and and the combatants in this is this uh, Rover Rumble Jumble will be go ahead. you, me, Seth, Anthony, Crying Brian, and the legendary Chef Mike. I have to mention something. Speaking of Crying Brian, I had a little meeting with him yesterday, conference, and I'm holding in my hand the trophy of the winner of the fantasy draft football we did. It was uh, video Brian, crying Brian, myself, Seth, and uh, you guys remember the captains to work on the show. Buy a hat. Uh, so anyway, I uh, indirectly, in uh, in mistakenly, that's not even a word, uh, said that crying Brian won because he was winning the whole while. He didn't win. Crying Brian, in my conference with him, I had a meeting with him, he told me, no, Taz, I ended up losing. Crying Brian lost. And you know who won? Uh, the captain won. Do you believe this? The freaking captain wins. The guy quits the show and he wins. This guy's got a, a horseshoe up his ass. I mean, you got to be kidding me. He went out on top. So this trophy, we got to get it somehow to the captain. So congratulations to the captain um, for his victory in the worst fantasy football league of all time, uh, the Gimmick Schnabitz uh, Jones League, whatever the hell we called it. So uh, there you go. That's that's his trophy. All right, so I put it over there from whenever he's around. All right, so that's the deal on that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I didn't offend anyone by I slammed that uh, metal around. That's what I do. Hey, uh, Holly in Michigan, you're on the Taz show. Hey, uh, I got two quick questions for you, Taz. Oh yeah, go for it, buddy. Um, that pedigree that Seth Rollins did on the apron look on the yeah, apron. that yeah. looked nasty. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was great. It was the timing of it was great. Um, there's no, <laughs> there's no way to. Take that! I mean, you heard Cole say it's the hardest part of the ring. I, I should have, I should have trademarked that line. I mean, I really, <laughs> I, I mean, there's so many lines I said. I, I no one's, no one gets hacked at, at commentary more than Jim Ross. Jr. stuff got gets hacked like crazy, like his inflection and some of his things. But like, you know, he put time into those some of those lines, as did I. Like, and Jr. used to tell me, come up with new stuff, different adjectives, different things. You know, be creative. Don't be like. And Jr. would would tell me that before I even worked with Jr. When I was working with Cole, some of these guys today, they just they just take what they've heard that worked. They figure out. No one remembers that this guy said or that guy said it. <laughs> but anyway, t- I'm getting off the topic. Your point is correct. That that was a nasty pedigree. I agree. <clears throat> and uh, other part, that Triple H part, is they going to set up for a WrestleMania match. Yeah, I think so, bro. I think that's definitely setting up. If you're taking a guy like Seth Rollins out of the Rumble, you right. know, you know that that that's a massive name there, Seth Rollins, and uh, you know the the history's there and the story's there. Where just a few weeks back we saw Seth Rollins actually calling out Triple right. H, and because he screwed him over for the the top, you know, the whole deal. So uh, he keeps calling him out. Correct. So and now you pull. It's smart booking. It's very smart booking. You give an opportunity, give an opportunity to a guy like Sami Zayn that needs to needs some help. To get the mm-hmm. push, you know, and then you pull Seth out of it, but give him his WrestleMania moment. Obviously, big moment. It's going to be a, a, a huge right. match with the Triple H. I think it's great booking. I think it's very smart, Holly. I do. And thank you for calling, buddy. I uh, appreciate it. <sighs> Tell you, I, 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 for a second, I, and you know, now the more I'm thinking about it, maybe it was smart that Stephanie McMahon, the character, was not at Raw and they did it on speakerphone. Uh, I don't know if I heard the announcers say anything or lead us later, 
But because what I'm saying is Triple H, you might not buy this, Dennis, <clears throat> but because of Triple H's music. So now Seth Rollins is going to want to find Stephanie if she's there. Uh, okay. She, see what I'm saying? That makes sense. Did they? I don't know if they buttoned that story up, what I just said, because I think that that's probably why they, they didn't have her there. They didn't. I mean, when Seth was looking for him backstage, he ran into Mick Foley, and Mick was like, "I, I mean, that was that had to have been Stephanie's doing, and, right?" But that was the end. So of they're it. piling the heat. So listen, guys, this is a little. This is definitely a nutworthy deal here. Okay, they're piling the heat. Boom, 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 boom. Very smart what they're doing. They're piling the heat on Stephanie, so that heat segues onto Triple H. Without having Stephanie be a full-blown heel. We've seen her uh, loads of heel tendencies in Stephanie. It's very smart what they're doing. And it's all the shine will all go. The baby face gets the shine. The heel gets the heat, right? Okay. So you guys can read that on the internet and learn. So you don't need me to tell you that. So that's how old wrestling fans learn these days, right? <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> uh, so you're putting the shine on, on uh, Seth Rollins. You don't have Stephanie there. You don't have her there, I should say. And the music gets hit. So who would, you know, if you're in the storyline or in, in getting worked here, who would give clearance to play Triple H's music when Triple H isn't there? Well, Stephanie and Mick could give clearance to play any music. The characters I'm talking about here, just humor me, guys. You know, could play anyone's music. They're in charge, especially Stephanie. So she could, she could send a text to, to the executive producer in the truck while she's not there. I want you to play uh, Triple H's music or whatever. You know, I'm just saying they could button that. Well, they won't button that. Well, they could button up at the Royal Rumble. Not button up. Segue into the story deep, I should say. Or next Monday on Raw. Because the heat, trust me, now is really piled on um, really piled on, uh, on Stephanie. Because Stephanie, uh, the little nuances they did yesterday. Well, I'm thinking about this now. It's very cool. Stephanie was on speaker. She told Sami Zayn, he, you know, you get an opportunity. He's got to face Seth Rollins. Sami wasn't happy to face a guy at the level of Seth. <laughs> it's do or die. You win, you're in. You lose, you're out. Okay, cool. Then Stephanie doesn't want to be on speaker, and she talks privately to Mick, and then Mick goes to Seth and tells him the deal. You're going to lose your spot. Meanwhile, the character Stephanie, she knows what she's going to do. She's going to screw over. <laughs> she's going to screw over Seth Rollins. And advance and help uh, Sami Zayn. She's not, this is all character stuff again. She's not trying to help the character Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's a pawn for her. And that's something that you might hear Stephanie call Sami. You know, maybe next week or something like that. Or He's a pawn. You were just a pawn to get, to, to, to screw, uh, you know, Seth Rollins. You buying what I'm selling here, my friend? It worked. It's almost like I was in the, the writer's room, right? It kind of sounds like it, I guess. Were you? No. No, I wasn't. No, I was. Uh, I was looking in a newspaper for a, a new producer. Whack <laughs> 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 myself up. Oh, anyway, that's the deal on that. Hey, uh, Matthew in San Antonio, uh, you are on the uh, Taz show. Senior Taz, how are you doing? How you sir? doing, Matt? What's up, buddy? Okay, I got two quick comments. One. I think Dallas would have been much get, uh, much better game between Dallas and Atlanta. What do you think? Uh, Dallas and Atlanta. Oh, instead of the Packers? Well, yeah, I mean, hindsight 2020, I guess. It's just the Pack didn't play that well. But, yeah, I would have. I, I wanted to see Dallas go all the way. I, I'd love to see uh, Dallas. But I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think Dallas and the Falcons would have been better. Yeah, I do. 
Okay, it's like a comment. It's Goldberg. At the end of the show, it looked like he was thrown for a loop, and I don't buy the crowd doing it. Is there a chance maybe the whole, if he really does headbutt the door, maybe it kind of threw him for a loop because he was kind of lost for his words and getting mixed up? Now, Anthony over here, the, the, the call expert on the Taz show, he and I and, and Dennis were talking about that. Thank you for calling, Matt. We were talking about that. He was kind of saying he thought that maybe Goldberg was concussed. I don't think so. No, I just I just think he got lost in his promo. Hey, listen, Goldberg's a guy, big-time football player, pro wrestler for so many years, not a soft guy, tough guy, head-butting the door. It's not going to give him a concussion. It's not going to ring his bell. It's not. It really isn't. Trust me. So uh, I don't think that's the case. But I understand where you come from. I could see why you're thinking that. Uh, I really could. I, I, I get what you're saying. Hey, uh, Aaron in Arkansas, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, good moment, you guys. Good moment, boss. Good moment. Hey, uh, I got one question, but first, quick comment. Yeah. Goldberg looked like he had just gotten out of a fight. Like, he was all jittery mm. and shaken up. He looked like Chris Jericho had just gotten a hold of him backstage. Uh, um, well, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, it could have been. It could have been that. It, I don't think there was a fight. But it could have been. Um, it could have been that he was just, uh, uh, you know, frazzled. Not frazzled. That he got lost in his promo. I mean, it happens. You know, I mean, that, it, it's. It, it, that's live TV, and that's that's what happens. I mean, that's why you can't overwrite for these guys. You know what I mean? You gotta yeah. you gotta let guys talk and and be and if they're talented enough, I know guys, Aaron, that want their, their promos written, and I could name guys, Hall of Fame guys, without naming them, that could only do promos that were written full for them. Where most guys, you know, were like me, I needed bullet points. Just give me, just tell me what the story you need told, tell me the end point, and I'm I'll do it for you. It's that simple. You know, and but but a lot of guys want it want it really you know ha, you know rent, written out for them like word for word. I don't know Goldberg's style. I have no idea what he's into. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's understandable. I get it. Yeah. Uh, question I wanted to ask. You guys were just touching on it. Sami Zayn was not allowed to say he was in the Royal Rumble. He had to earn his way into the Royal Rumble. Right. Right. Very next segment. There were 16 guys came out and announced they were in the Royal Rumble. I know, I know, I know. We talked about that a little bit, but you're right. I mean, I know. You're right, and thank you, Aaron, for calling. Yeah, I, you know, you were saying that, Dennis. I mean, like with Big Cat. You know, like the guys are just saying, I'm in the Royal Rumble. It's, again, back, Aaron, Joe, I know you're not on the hook anymore, but just so you know, it's it's what I was saying. I'll tell Aaron, I'm telling you and the audience. It's the heat. They're piling the heat on Stephanie because it's not about Stephanie. It's about Triple H. That's, see, the, the the connection, husband and wife, parents together, they're in love, the whole nine, they're married, and everyone knows that. And the gimmick, in the gimmick, in the characters, they don't need Triple H there to pile heat on them when now it's done through Stephanie. And she's been getting heat, it, the character, I'm saying. And that's why they did that. Now, the next day, you know, armchair quarterbacking, you know what I mean? And you could always, with Stephanie and Triple H, like... When the heat gets so bad, then she just calls in the quote-unquote big guns. It's what, like... What do you mean? Like, you know, eventually enough people are like, Seth Rollins going to have enough of her when she eventually uses Pawn with uh, Sami Zayn. Everybody's going to be like, you know, Steph... And you, obviously you're not going to aggressively attack Stephanie. But then when the the baby faces start to paint her in a corner, then she's going to call in her husband who comes in as the big bad heel... And that's when he I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. And I'll tell you why I disagree. Because they've had a lot of opportunities to do that with Stephanie, even with the authority. 
And 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 they never did that. When the authority, when you would see Stephanie and Hunter together all the time, a lot of times it was Stephanie standing up for herself. Yeah. It really was. Wow, I just swayed you that easy, huh? You just you don't even hang on to your point. You're just done. That's it. Simple. No, the authority point's true. I just think because Triple H isn't really trying to be on screen as much anymore. It feels like he's trying to take more of a backstage <laughs> role. Why? Why do you think that is? I mean, we haven't seen him. No, but why? Why do you think he wants to do that? I th- I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't know. I'm just curious why you, why a fan I, would think that. I just I mean, you would think Triple H. He's this decorated wrestler. Sure. You know, the legend. He's a legend. Exactly. He's, he's great. Yeah. You would think that he would want to be on screen as much as possible, right? And it's not like his character's stale. No, he's like you know he's been great for twenty five years. Or however oh, yeah. long he's been. And you know what? You answered your own question. One of the questions. The reason why he's not stale is because he's not on TV all the time. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, and that's what he's doing. <laughs> Talk and myself the, in circles. And, and these comments I'm making will keep me out of the Hall of Fame. I was getting in. I'm out now. Done. Here we go. So this is the deal. No, you're back. Oh, no, no, I'm out. So so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay? It's I'm not saying it's Triple H's idea. I don't know whose idea it is. I don't know if it's the writers, if it's Stephanie, if it's Vince McMahon, if it's Triple H, or whoever's idea it is. To keep Triple H off air, it's... It's you know, it's very smart. He's a he'll be he becomes a bigger attraction than Brock Lesnar. Because you're seeing Brock more than Triple H. Agreed? Oh yeah. You're seeing Goldberg more than Triple H, agreed? Yes, sir. You're seeing Undertaker more than Triple H, agreed? Yes. Three for three. Bo- three for three? Three reasons why I won't be in the Hall of Fame. So anyway, I digress. So Will you stop? So, so so here's the deal. Here's the deal. And I don't think I'll be the only ECW original that's not in the Hall of Fame. My boy Sabu will not be in the Hall of Fame anytime either. Okay, he made some comments that were actually pretty stiff. So, and I love him, but he basically he called the Hall of Fame BS. Like he just he buried it, and uh, and I, I respect him. Sabu says what he feels. He don't care. He's not trying to get over nobody. He's got no agenda. He's he's just real, man. You know what I mean? But anyway, I digress on that. But the thing is, Triple H, the character is in high demand right now, my friend. You're gonna get a steady effing diet of Seth Rollins talking. Talking about Triple H. You screw up. You saw how hot the kid was last night. He was furious. Okay, steady diet Jones of him calling out Triple H. You're not going to see Triple H until either Mania or the Monday before Mania. Come on. You think it's going to be that long? You got to. Yeah. Okay. You went this long with it. Maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll be the first to say, oh, by golly. Man, you know what? I'll give myself one more chance. Maybe Monday. If you don't see Triple H Monday after the Royal Rumble, because that'll be a big number. If you don't see him the Monday after the Rumble, you will not see him until the Monday before Mania or at Mania. Mark it down, son. Well, I didn't mean literally, but, you know, he's like, well, mark marked. down. Yeah, so, so, no, but really, that's the deal. So, to back to what I was talking with you about, that's how he stays fresh, the character. That's how they keep him fresh. I don't want to just put it on Triple H. I, you know, I'm saying it could be and you know, any and and any of any of Triple H's stooges that listen to my show or watch it. When you go and reiterate what I said about him, make sure I put a you put a qualifier on it that it could be one of you that that are setting him up like this to give him bigger pop, or it could be Vince or Stephanie or somebody else. Don't don't just put it on me. I think you put him over. I think I did too. I don't have to put him over. You don't put me over, but I am a gentleman. I'm higher. I'm high ground Jones. I'm high road city. You know that. That's what I do here. That's what I do. 
the Tash Show. Rainbows that's, and Sunshine. That's how you become a staple in the game, son. That's my new thing. Staple in the game. Staple in the game. Staple in the game. That's it. You become a staple in the game. Of course, we did that on the Tash Show. It took a long time. We built the audience. That's how it was done here. Went through 5,000 producers, 6,000 call screeners, 2,700 bosses of mine. But by God, we're still here. Like my friends at Barstool Sports would say, brick by brick. That's their gimmick. And that's how we did it here. Brick by brick. I don't hack. I don't hack stuff. Credit where credit's due. That's, That's my thing. That's why I win, my friend. So what they're doing is very smart. That's my point with... With Triple H. It is. If you don't see him Monday, you are not seeing him till the Monday before Mania or Mania. Mark my words. Now, how do you think they're going to eventually give him the match, Seth Rollins? I have no idea. Um, Stephanie's just no, no, like, it's gonna you be, want a match? You got it. You got to like earn that. it. You got to earn the match. He's going to have to earn it. He's, they're going to put him in. Uh, they'll put him in a, um, okay, argument's sake. Um, what do you call it when, oh, God, I can't remember what you call it, when guys keep coming out to the ring. Like a gauntlet? Thank you. They're going to make him run the gauntlet. They did that to Triple H when he was a babyface. He had to run the gauntlet. Like around 2000 or 1999, somewhere around then, right before I went in or when I went in, he, he did the gimmick like that. They put him against all odds. Comes out victorious. Now I'm you telling you, somehow, somewhere, yeah, it's like he's going to defy the odds. They, you have to do that with a Seth Rollins. He's an ass-kicking babyface. So what do you do with an ass-kicking babyface? You let him kick ass. That's what you do. God, it's unbelievable. Why am I not charging for the show? These other guys are charging for stuff and giving you a, 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 an eighth of the knowledge I have. I hate to be a douchebag, but I'm being honest. No, you're because you're a good person. You know why I'm not charging? Because I'm a pro. That's a horrible reason. But but anyway, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just so happy that I have this platform. Because I obviously have a lot to say. I'm always shooting off at the mouth. No. All the time. Can't help myself. Get myself in trouble with that kind of stuff, and that's what happens. But what are you going to do? That's the way it goes. Hey, uh, Miguel in uh, New Jersey. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Good moment, Taz. How are you? Good moment, buddy. Talk to me. Good, good. Uh, I'm actually a huge Triple H mark, so I was actually pretty excited when his music hit last night. Oh, I Uh, thought it was great. I thought it was great. Triple H is awesome, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the character, at least, you know, growing up, he's been, he's actually, he's been my favorite wrestler of all time growing up. So uh, I was pretty excited when I heard his music, but unfortunately he didn't come out. But like, uh, like Lumberjack said, it makes the heart grow fonder. So yes. I can't wait to see him. And uh, it'll be an exciting moment when he does finally come out. Uh, I think um, so. I think it'll definitely be a big, massive pop, and it should be, you know, but because but they, they're building it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it'll be really cool. Uh, so I wanted to make a, uh, a Royal Rumble prediction, if that's okay. I don't want to actually. I want to take a different approach. I don't want to predict the winner because I still haven't. Uh, yeah, it's all uh, been set on who I think is going to be the winner. But uh, what do you think of this, Taz? And, and I do uh, have to say that I probably kind of hacked my friend. I think my friend, who is a new listener of the Taz Show, I said I would put him over. His name's Arturo. He's a big fan of yours now. Awesome. Been listening to your show. I appreciate you doing that, and I appreciate him. Thanks, bro. Yes, yes, absolutely. So this is kind of his idea. We kind of tweaked it. But what do you think, number 10, you know, the countdown goes off, and all of a sudden it's Ty Tillinger coming out. What do you think of that? I think it's great. I think that's awesome. If it fits it, I don't know if they'll do that. I don't know. I, look, I think he's ready from a talent perspective and a promo perspective, but I think a guy like Dillinger should be the, uh, in line eventually for to be the next uh, NXT champion, in my view. I mean, uh, unfortunately, and I don't agree with this, Triple H, 
Uh, it's not Triple H's fault. He's done an amazing job, obviously, with, with the NXT. I'm a big fan of that, you guys know. But, you know, they've built that as a, uh, a, a you know, a grassroots uh, Triple H farm club type gimmick for Raw and SmackDown. And I'm sure Triple H isn't happy about that. But uh, it is what it is. Therefore, I do think you got to get guys into stages. Not that everybody got to become NXT champ and then leave and go to Raw or SmackDown, but I do think a guy like Dillinger should have a run as a champ before he ends up on Raw or SmackDown. Otherwise, I do think it's a good idea, and maybe it happens. I think it get a huge pop, and it might happen. Who the hell knows? I, I think there's a chance Bobby Roode ends up in the Rumble. I I a guy like him, even though he's not the NXT champ, um, possibly. I just think... It, it, I, we don't know, right? They could even put, for argument's sake, the NXT champ in the Rumble, right or wrong? That would be. I would enjoy yeah, seeing I, that. This is this is not your call, Dennis. Okay. Oh, you looked at me. I'm this sorry. is Miguel's call. <laughs> sorry, Miguel. Miguel. Go ahead, Miguel. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I, I don't even think for. I don't think Dillinger is going to come up to me in roster. I just think it'd be a cool moment because you know this whole gimmick is ten, ten, yes, ten. I yes, yes. I agree. It'd be cool. I think it'd be great. I really do. I think it's a good idea. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it, Miguel. Dennis, Sorry, Miguel. Dennis, listen, if you want to talk to me on the show, it's a very simple process. Attention, hotline you fans. Just, all you have to do, my friend, is dial 866-475-2948. That's what, and you actually know the call screener, so you can get through. I have a phone right no, here. Don't, don't, I'm joking. Please, don't call me. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Ted. First time, long time. <laughs> Test one, two. Oh, everybody's a comedian on the Taz show. All right, one more call before the break, and then we got Mike Johnson coming up. Hey, uh, Bahrain, I'm sorry, Anish in Bahrain. How are you? You're on the Taz show. Good, thanks. Hey, Taz, how are you doing? Good, buddy. How you doing, man? How, how you feeling, man? Hey, we haven't heard from you in a long time, buddy. Yeah, I've been listening every week, but I just never get the chance to call. Every week? How about every day? What's meaning every week? That's not good. Oh, I mean, most most days every week. Oh, I, I caught you there. You wouldn't think this is a podcast? I just do weekly? I'm daily, son, daily. <laughs> Daily, that's right. How you been? How so how's things idea. going after that mountain lion attack you had? Remember? That wasn't me again. You sure? Oh, yep. I thought it was you. Sure. All right. Nah. Anyway, what's going on, buddy? What do you want to talk about? Well, I got an idea about the uh, Rover Rumble Jumble. Yes. So you know how you were saying it, it should just be the Taz crew members rather than the fans. Yes. I have an idea for you to involve the fans without okay. actually Let me hear participating. It. Let me hear it. How about right before the Rumble match, you put up a poll, and all the fans choose one of the members who's going to win. And, wh- and the fans who choose the guy who actually wins, those fans win. Uh, wow. Uh, Dennis, I don't, I'm confused. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the idea behind it, but Taz has so many fans. How do we, you know, let's, I'm sure the majority of the people are going to pick you, Taz, since it is. Since you're the uh, wait, you, you're you, the you, uh, Bereen, you, uh, Bereen, what am I doing? Anish, you're saying you're saying pick, you're saying that you guys as fans get to pick out of the six of us who's going to win. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Who's going to win? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just an idea. Is it a poll? Do we do? A poll? Yeah, a poll on Twitter. Oh, you saying doing a poll? But it's kind of like a random. It's not a bad idea. We could definitely do a poll. Definitely, we could do that, Anish. That's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I mean, it's somehow we initially talked. Thank you for calling, Anisha. I appreciate it. We did talk about how to get the fans involved, and then that, and then I said I don't want them involved. Enough of them. 
Remember that? No, I'm not, I didn't say that. I'm joking. All right, going to break. Uh, people that are on hold, I'll try to get to you for sure. Definitely after I talk to Mike Johnson, the PW Insider Report. If you want to hang on, hang on. I know a lot of you guys have been calling the show. If you can't hang on, I understand. No problem, but I apologize. Uh, but Mike Johnson uh, has got his guest spot that we got to have on. Otherwise, he'll throw a hissy fit. I'm joking. All right, on that note, uh, other side of the break, PW Insider Report. Mike Johnson will be on the show, hopefully via Skype. Uh, We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Wow. Wow. The lumberjack comes through finally. They're all numbers. I get my numbers jumbled, and all I knew, I knew the I'd hype, come through. all the hype within CBS corporate about the lumberjack, how great he is. Taz, this is your guy, and I said, I know. Oh, he's going to be the best producer you ever had. I know. And then two, three, four, six, ten weeks in a row, you're falling on your face. Will you stop? And then he comes through. I love the song. It's got like a Mario vibe to it. Now I don't like it. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm insulted. <laughs> you don't like Super Mario? Why did it end? Because you didn't like it. I cut it down for no, you. No, play it again. Now he's back. <laughs> it's peaceful. Mike Johnson's probably dancing on Skype right now. Shame Deanna's not on. Remember yesterday we had Deanna was supposed to be on Skype? Funny how that works. And she would have been dancing on Skype. Instead, we got Mike Johnson dancing. Let's get Mike up here. We'll go split screen. Let's play, let's play. Mike, you're not on yet. Don't worry about it. You keep dancing. It's all good. Yeah. Ha ha! Please, let's give Mike Johnson. He's got his own open, for God's sakes. It's in his contract. The guy will get pissed off when we don't play it as open. And I know how quick you are to Dennis Jones. I know we've already seen a quick teaser of the Mike Johnson on the Skype. And a three and a two and a one. And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike ten minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. You're welcome. Good morning. Good moment, Taz. How are you? <laughs> the guy screws up his own gimmick. <laughs> Dude, that's your gimmick. Everyone, we had Action Bronson on, bro. We got him saying good moment. I mean, I we- know. I heard. I love Action Bronson. Big fan, big fan of Action Bronson. I oh, popped that he, on, that he was on. No doubt, bro. When he, he did the good morning, I had to smarten him up to the good moment. He's like, all right, bro. Yeah, bro. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what's going on, big man? Um, It's been a rough week here. Uh oh, everything all right? Yeah, I'm just very, very upset. Uh, you know, they announced the name of the new Star Wars movie. Oh, it's uh, the, the the name of it's the Last Jedi. I'm I'm a little worried about Luke Skywalker, man. Was he gonna take a bump? Was he gonna be done? What's uh, going he's on? Getting, he's getting up there in years. If he takes a bump, he might break a hip. So what's gonna uh, happen? They're gonna kill him off? I don't I don't follow the game. I, I mean I don't know. I mean they they I'm I'm worried, man. It, it's scary. I don't want to lose my heroes. You know, let me tell you something, Mike, about this whole Star Wars thing that's starting to get popular. Listen. My son is starting to get into this. He's 17 years old. You know, just crazy athlete type kid, jock, never was into the games. Uh, and now, like, he's, he's sort of late. Whatever, what's the current Star Wars movie that's out? Rogue One. He goes with his girlfriend to the movie. Next thing you know, he's hooked. 
Now he's catching up with all the Star Wars. It's a good movie. He's hooked into the whole gimmick. I don't need to be one of these Trekkies. What do they call it? Not Trekkies. What do they call it? I mean, that's a different show. Trekkies would be Star Trek, yes. Um, I don't think they have a nickname for Star Wars fans. It's just Star Wars fans. Well, that's marketable. That's why it's not going to work. That's why it's not going to mm, get over. Probably not. Right, Mike, listen. Uh, what, yes. what are, you're starting to annoy me, Mike. Uh, you're going to be on the special. You're going to be on a special, my special with me. And I know you've promoted it. Thank you for that. And, and please, all, all, all the jobbers at PW Insider, thank them for me, especially the head jobber. So uh, the thing is... Um, <laughs> You will be on a special. It will be grand, and uh, we will have fun. And you're going to stay awake late because it's going to be 11 p.m. Eastern. We start live, live, three-hour Jones. Hey, I told you. Let me know when you need me on. I'll be there. Oh, don't get hot. Don't lose your I'm not hot. I'm in a good mood. Just lose your temper. Listen, there was a huge storm here yesterday. I live two minutes from the water. My house is still standing. I'm good. Dude, <laughs> I, I live one minute from the water, and I was in the same storm in a different part of New York, so I know. Oh. I know. It was a rough night, man. I know it was, bro. I know it was a rough night. You kidding me? Thank God I have a, I have a, you know, just a massive home on a moat. So my kind of my whole property just floats anyway. So it don't matter. It's just like kind of floats. It was a little rougher yesterday, but we have rave deterrents. Wave deterrents. We have these radar things that shoot mm -hmm. the water away from the house. Choo 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 choo. It's awesome. I digress. So uh, yeah. So last night on Raw, we, I've been talking a lot about it. I thought the ending was cool. I I like the two shocking moments of. You know, Lesnar being there and Undertaker being there. Uh, did it surprise you? I knew Le I knew Brock was there. We had reported Brock was there. I didn't know about Undertaker. Well, hold on. Wait, you reported uh, as a spoiler. Uh, yeah. At one point, I think it was advertised. I, I just put what? up on the... Yeah, I think about? at one point, Brock was advertised for the taping. Hold and on. Wait, they, wait, they wait, wait. Mike, Dennis Jones is making a really mean face about you. Not a mean face, but I didn't see that. And I, I genuinely popped when I saw him. I feel, I feel hoodwinked now. Well, what? go check PW Insider. I posted it about 9 a.m. yesterday morning. Wow. I'm doing my And my the headline was Rock and Goldberg at Raw. Oh, He's right. He's right. Thanks. I know I'm right. I'm not making it up. <laughs> oh, wow, nice. <laughs> it wouldn't wow. be quick enough for me to change the site. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you, Mike, you got to kind of lose the attitude. One more word and I'm hanging up on you. Okay. So, so listen. So here, here's the deal, Mike. Okay. When this mm -hmm. show ends every day at 9 a.m., you don't understand what happens here at this place. It's like... All right, shut, yeah, shut the lights, shut the blinds, see you tomorrow, boom, everybody's out. So the wrestling store closes, everything ends. Um, I need to Fair have... Enough. That's yeah. true, I understand So that. No, but it's no excuse. I did not realize that. I didn't know that you reported it, and I feel like a jabroni. But you know what? No, I, no, it's okay. Don't like, feel like a jabroni. Like Dennis, I was shocked, too. I didn't know you guys reported I didn't know it was going to be there, so I was genuinely surprised. I, you know, I mean, I, I was, so I, I enjoyed well, I, it. I was, genuinely, I was genuinely surprised by Undertaker. I had not heard that. I hadn't heard he was backstage. Uh, and I, I liked that ending of, oh, my God, all three of these, you know, big badass dudes yeah. are now piecing off and before you have a chance to see how it's going to be resolved off the air you go it's a cliffhanger now you got to wait for the rumble to find out and that that's the way we're pro wrestling tv should work last night's show should have been pretty much an infomercial to get you to watch the rumble and i thought they in general i think they've done a nice job of building up the rumble yes match. i agree I thought, I thought last night was the best episode of raw uh that i've enjoyed like sitting through a three-hour show live in, in quite a while. I thought they did a nice job of, of spicing um, things up 
I, I, I agree. I said this earlier in my show here. I definitely think they did an awesome job of making people want to watch the Royal Rumble. I love the storyline with Sami Zayn and, and Seth Rollins and the finish. I like that Sami won. I like with the Triple H music because now Seth goes into his WrestleMania match with Hunter. I think that's all cool. Uh, you also can hack this. They're obviously piling all the heat onto Stephanie. Okay, and, and using her, uh, you know, Stammy was used as a tool in this thing in character, but Stephanie's character is also being used now as the heater to help. That's why she wasn't there. I, I started thinking, why would Stephanie, the character, not be there, right? You know, like uh, on a Raw, before the go home for a freaking Raw Rumble. But if you think about it, and your brain works quick, Mike, I know what you think. You're like, oh, this son of a bitch is right. Because that's where they're going. That's what they're doing. They're using that angle. That's why she wasn't there, because she knows that, that Seth is going to be irate and livid. After he gets screwed by the music gimmick. So she set him up, and Sammy was the, was the pawn in the thing. He, the pawn got what he wanted, but they stuck it hard in character to, to Seth Rollins. Follow? Yes. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Plus, you know, if, if she's there, then Rollins can get to her right, right away. And right, right, solution. right, right, right. So it makes sense. The other thing, bro, I tell you, I don't know about you. I did not like the opening segment. I just didn't like the opening segment. It's we, like Dennis said, we've seen a lot of this, these promo things with Chris and and and, and Kevin. And I like both those guys, the characters, but it's the, the act is getting a it's kind of played out. It's like the New Day act. It's like too much. I, yeah, it's good on that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel like. They get it like they like to get into a rhythm with characters, and sometimes they get too they they're too safe with it. Like New Day, we know it every single beat of their promo, uh, from entrance to exit. And I think Owens and Jericho are getting to that point too. And I think a problem is they've had so many segments with Roman Reigns that it's how many different ways can you present the same story. Thankfully, last night, it wasn't as long as the usual opening segments are. I hate, personally, when they go 20, 25 minutes to set up a match. It's like, okay, you could have did that in eight minutes, and we could have given these poor cruiserweights who have two minutes of a, of a match, including an entrance, a little bit more time to do something. You know, right, like, right, right, right. The usage of the cruiserweights has been bothering me lately. I, I drives me nuts. Like, they got a, a six-man tag last night. Bell to bell went three minutes, and then the heel team didn't even get a, didn't even get an entrance. They were already in the ring. But Mike, so let me like, ask you. I, I, Mike, I don't know. Have you heard about any of the scuttlebutt that the, the two hundred five live? The numbers on that have kind of been a little bit men's and men's. No. No, I haven't heard anything about the numbers. I think creatively, it, it doesn't it doesn't click the way the Cruiserweight Classic did. And I think part of it is a byproduct of they film most weeks. They film it live after SmackDown goes off the air. And I, you know, we've talked about this in the past. If you've seen, if you're, if you're the mom and dad Jones, and you've seen AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose and John Cena, are you going to keep little Susan and little Joey there in the building another hour to watch the cruiserweights? Probably no. not. No, I've and talked I, about I, this at length, even before yeah. you were on the show. Come on, don't steal my own. I said we've shot. talked about it. Oh, first. you're saying we? Like I'm like you got a mouse in your pocket? I, not we. I, you, Taz, you talked about it. Come on. Hacking me. I, I love you, guy. You can't do that. You know what? One more comment like that. You're off. You're off the special. I'm telling you. Stop. You're off. Not yet. Love you, Fire Jones. <laughs> what are you interviewing? Well, I, I was going to give you a scoop, but maybe now I'll just put it in my pocket and keep it next to the oh, mouse. Oh, Dangle Jones. There he is. All right. All right. God, I'm buying. I'm buying. What do you got? I apologize. I apologize. God, give me the scoop. Give me a scoop. Um, lot of talk backstage at Raw last night that in the next 48 hours, 
they'll know if Finn Balor is going to be good to go for the Royal Rumble. Ah, so I, I guess maybe he's got a medical exam or he's got a, he's going to the Performance Center. But uh, you know, don't 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 discount the idea of Finn Balor returning in that Rumble. It, not yet. It's it, it's something that could wow. possibly happen this weekend. Mm-mm-mm. Um, that would be. How do you? He's you got to have just a wrench in everybody's creative plans. Everyone's yeah. Picking who could win. What if, you know, number 30 hits and out comes the demon? That'd be kind of cool, right? Absolutely. I mean, like so far, uh, just go real quick through the names. Goldberg, Lesnar, all three members of New Day, Strowman, Jericho, uh, Corbin, Seth Rollins. Um, well, actually, Sami Zayn took his spot. Uh, Undertaker, Dean Ambrose, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus, Cesaro, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Luke Harper. Big Show, we heard yesterday, last night, Big Cass and Rusev. How many names is that, Dennis? Do we know how many names there 21. Is? Okay, so there's still room for other guys, Mike. Obviously, there'll be some surprise guys, obviously. You know what I mean? Uh, any? Uh, have you heard any surprises yet, or are you going to post that after your appearance here on my show on <laughs> PW Insider? Haven't heard any surprises officially liar, yet. Liar! Liar! I don't lie. He's I would lie. He's lying. All right, I've I've got it on good authority. <laughs> that was easy. Too I love easy. him. I love him. He's the best. Go ahead, from, Mike. From the source will remain nameless, but is a ginger that a certain orange and black host is returning to the Rumble. Orange and black. Oh, dark <laughs> match. Yeah. Dark the people match. don't want to know the truth. The WWE just shut you down. Dark match. Let's, Let's go back to Mike Johnson. Oh, can we do the clap on gimmick? Uh-oh. Yes! Yes! It worked! I love it! Yes! Deanna Perrazzo, who? Dude, the Skype works with you. It's great. Deanna was on yesterday, and the Skype didn't work. What the heck? I'd rather look at her than me. What are you doing there, buddy? Oh, jeez. Dude, so you're saying about orange and black? To look at me? An orange you're, and black host. Hold on. You want to see Deanna, but yet you give him me. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's not my fault. Trust me. Um, uh, right there, Hans Lo Jones. <laughs> who, who, who is this host that you're speaking of? I don't. I'm confused. I, I just heard this 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 lumberjack just whispered in my ear that uh, some human pod some human podcast machine guy who now has a daily show is going to be in the Rumble. That's what I heard. <laughs> I, that was confidential. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I said that in confidence. So you think that I'm going to go and host one hey, of those three shows? You told me you had no confidence in him. What are you talking so, about? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> confidence Jones over there. Uh, so, Mike, I, yes, are sir. you implying that I'm hosting uh, the Royal Rumble pre-show? Is that what you said? No, I was hosting you were going to win it, and then go and then after oh. winning it, oh. you want to Go on to uh, be in the WWE Hall of Fame and main event WrestleMania the same weekend. Well, I had some opinionated comments about one Triple H in the character and where they're going earlier. I think that those comments might keep me out of the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just telling I think you made the right, you had the right week to make these comments because right now they're all looking at Sabu, so you're probably okay. <laughs> I talked briefly about. I love Sabu. I love him too. I love him too. He's just—he's the best. There's no filter with this guy ever. No filter. There's two things about Sabu that I love. Number one, you can never compliment the man. If you say anything nice to him, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." (laughs) It's hot. Yeah, it's totally true. (laughs) 
And then the other thing is, he just doesn't give a darn. He doesn't care about anything. I read some of the stuff that he had to get interviewed by. He said, we'll get interviewed by Sports Illustrated. And my man did not pull any punches. Oh, boy. Yeah, he. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm he's going to the Hall of Fame anytime soon. I can tell you that right now. No, I don't think so. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. They have. They have. And he's a guy who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. That's for sure. Um, so, so in all seriousness, you were talking about surprises in the Rumble. I don't know whether A leads to B here, but it's interesting to note that there was supposed to be a live broadcast on Spike TV in the UK this weekend titled Dominant Wrestling. We've written about it on PW Insider. Kurt Engel was supposed to be one of the commentators. I know. I'm very well aware of this more than you know, but continue. <laughs> he's pulled. He's not going to be there. I know that. Too. And, yeah. um, it's also interesting to note that a number of promotions in the UK were scheduled to have some of these WWE UK guys next week. And they've been announcing uh, that they, those guys have been pulled due to contractual obligations with WWE, which makes you go, huh, does that mean Tyler Bates and Trent Seven and some of these guys might be heading to the States this weekend? Maybe they're going to do a cameo at the Rumble. Maybe they're going to have one of the guys in the Rumble. I don't know. No one's told me that officially. But you have to think, all right, there's a little bit of smoke here. We're, you know, We see a little smoke on the horizon. Where's the fire? Where's it coming I, from? I will tell you I don't agree with that. I don't think they will do that. If any of those competitors from that UK gimmick are in the Royal Rumble, just my gut it would be Wolfgang, the Wolfie, as they call him. I the, love, I love Wolfgang. He's great, the I big dude. I, I don't think they'd have one of those guys that are not as big in that deal, especially Tyler Bate, who's the new UK champion. Why would you put the UK champion in the Royal Rumble, and that diminishes all you've done to get him over? Now he's not winning a Royal Rumble, so why are you going to put him in it? No, no, I, 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 I agree with you. I'm just saying, you know, since these guys are getting pulled, it makes sense that maybe they're being brought in for TV or, or to make a cameo or something. Maybe something. I, I think maybe they're just locking them down because they're going to get rolling with their UK stuff and uh, whatever they're doing on the network that you talked about here on my show. So uh, that's still going, correct? Yeah, that is still going. Uh, you know, keep hearing it's going to be an announcement anytime. We'll see. So that's the reason, bro. They're trying to. They don't want. Look it, okay. You know, I'm, I'm telling the audience this. Some of the audience might know this already. You know this, I'm sure. The WWE, and I agree with them on this. They, why, why would they want any other promotion in the UK or even in the United States to get any of the rub from the promotion they just did with that UK event where they, they made five or six guys into stars? Not massive stars, but just gave them some star power. So why would they want any UK companies to have the ability to use these guys? And 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 those companies uh, flourish off of the WWE's, uh, you know, uh, penetration. I'm I'm with you 100. percent I always think it's interesting when guys when when fans get upset, like, oh, it's it's. I, I do think there should have been a grace period to let guys finish out with some of these promotions in the UK and Europe. But I always I always find it funny when fans are like, how dare WWE sign wrestler X and pay him money to make a full time living? Oh in wrestling? God, yeah. It's please. like, come on, that's the point of all this. Yeah, no, I know that that is the that is the point. It's 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 about making money. It's a that's the key. <laughs> you know, it's not about being loyal to a brand. No, it's about making money for most guys. It was about that for me. I ain't gonna lie, uh, because you have a short window to make good money. You better get it while you can. Uh, otherwise, you're going to neurologist every week and to acupuncture guys to get feeling back in your hand and your foot and your leg like me so you know i'm just saying that's and and i'm not i'm not even 50 years old so now so it, it point is it's a business where you got to make as much as you can right away you know that i know that now the thing yeah. is 
I can tell you this much. When I left ECW, and I was top guy Jones, uh, one of the top guys, as you know, and when I worked everything out with WWE, with Vince McMahon, him and I one-on-one, one of his biggest things between him and I that we talked about was me finishing up dates, giving Paul ample time to get me off the TV and get guys over on the way out, and Vince McMahon was like, you have to do that. No, please. Uh, leave the right way. Get, get, give them whatever it was. So two months, whatever the hell we discussed. Of you know, so I could tell you from personal experience, Vince McMahon's not like that. You know, um, he's not. I mean, he's he, he's not. He's not. Uh, Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. He's not like that. He's not going to try to just you know uh, have you burn bridges to to benefit. That's not him. Unless he's changed with age, which I doubt. Uh, you know what I mean? I, 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 Mike. How long was that? You were you were covering ECW like crazy, then. You, up- you dropped the belt at Anarchy Rules, and I think you were there another two months. I think you finished up at the November to Remember in '99 that year. Uh, you wrestled Van, maybe you wrestled Van Dam at the November to Remember, I think, and then uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you wrestled Sabu and Poughkeepsie, I think. I probably, you know, in fact, you probably. I, I bet you if Paul, I bet you you would have been probably done more appearances, but Paul Paul Heyman probably didn't book you to do too many. Well, he was not happy with me, and um, <laughs> I can't imagine why. One week there's a press release in the in Variety that you're staying for two years, and the next week it's like, oh, by the way, I'm leaving. <laughs> I can't imagine Paul's too happy. <laughs> we worked it out since then, but um, yeah, there was a little miscommunication, but yes, that, during that time, uh, a little. A little? Yeah, there was a little so bit. So publicists crafted a press release. I'd say that was a little communication he error. Jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah, and that's what happened. I agree. Um, yeah. But then that was a long time ago. We're, we're cool now. That's a, you know, yesterday was the anniversary of the uh, the debut in the garden for you. I know. I uh, People were tweeting me for that. Um, um, I know the Dudley. I love that moment. I love that. You want to talk about a good moment. That's a good moment. Yeah, that was that was up there. I mean, that was. Uh, Before you came out, MSG is chanting your name. You, it doesn't get any better than that. I never thought in a billion years that would happen. Never. I mean, it was amazing. I, I was. I remember. I was hoping that. And I told the story publicly. I was hoping that they would just know who a few people would know who I was, and nevertheless, that and that was the beginning of the end for me. Because once that happened, uh, WWE's like, all right, well, we didn't make this guy. We got to rebrand him. Okay, great. You told me that the day after the rumble. Yeah, I was all happy for you. I was like, oh, it was awesome. You're like, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Not good, Mike. Pull back Not the good. curtain, Jones. Look at this guy. He's telling the <laughs> truth, though. He's right, Mike. I did say that to you. He did. Day after, after he debuted in the Rumble, he's like, no, it wasn't good, Mike. wasn't good. doesn't matter. <laughs> I was in Philadelphia. We were doing a, a Raw, and I'm like, no, nope, I know right away. I knew right after the show. I knew right after my match and backstage. When I walked backstage, I've told this story actually recently. When I walked backstage after that debut at the Garden, and the medics were dealing with Kurt Angle because I had to choke on him and all this stuff. When I walked backstage, there's usually energy. People are applauding. Oh my God, this is great. You debuted. Congratulations. You're a hometown guy. It's the garden. What a big moment for me. CW champ. I walked back there. I'm walking around. And it was like, <laughs> hello, hello. Anyone here? Anyone? It was, bro, it was like, there was no. Now, you've been backstage at shows. Yeah. Uh, there's people everywhere. Like, it's mayhem. There was nobody around, right? <laughs> it was nothing. It was just nothing. Avoid him. Avoid Taz because no one likes him now. It was crazy. It was just whatever. It was a long time ago. I'm sure they love me now, but uh, but anyway. Those town Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to give your plugs. Let's get anything else to go because I I, I got to go to break here. 
All right, well, you know, one one little thing that's interesting, uh, Rey Mysterio mentioned on his Instagram, this made me feel old, his son Dominic began training to be a pro wrestler yesterday. Oh, I remember him when he was a little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for him. Doing a little stuff with Eddie Guerrero, so. That's Next awesome. Next generation getting ready. Well, I, I, he's a nice kid too, Dominic. How old is he now about? He's got to be 18 or 19, I guess. Yeah, because, you know, my son's 17. I know they were cl- I think Dominic was a little bit older than uh, than my guy. I know Ray and I were talking when they were kids a little, you know, about that when we were working together with, for Vince and stuff. But, um, wow, that's crazy. He's trying to be a, res- yeah. a wrestler. That's awesome. Good for him. Well, it made me feel old when I heard that. I know, morning. right? That's that's crazy. Well, Mike, you are old. Uh, on that note. Um, I know, I know. I feel it every morning. Yeah, well. Not you, as much as you do, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, but you you look great. I mean, you don't look as good as Deanna Prazo, but we didn't have her on on the Skype because no. it didn't work. But uh, thank well, God. Maybe next week. Maybe we can get Skype fixed Jones on the case. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, we'll see. Maybe next week. Who knows? We'll see what happens. I might walk outside and get hit by a bus. You never know. Um, oh, let's, uh, let's hope not. I hope not. Anyway, on that note, what? Dennis, what? Nobody hopes All that. Right, on that happy note. <laughs> what? On that happy note, you can check us out at PWInsider.com, or you can check out the ad-free version of PW Insider with all sorts of bustling audio every bustling. day. He just three took days the bus. The PWInsiderElite.com. Ah, see how I did there? Segway you Jones. Out, yeah. You can check me out on Twitter at MikePWInsider. I thank everybody that does. And you can check out the site at PWInsider.com on Twitter. So I want to thank everybody, and I'll see you. Uh, I'll see everybody Sunday night. No one cares. All right, Mike. Look, I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for. What are you making a face for? Why? Well, don't play. It's not the I sound care. effect store downstairs. I don't have no control uh, of this. Uh, uh. Come on. All right, listen, sir. Good moment. Uh, not a bad appearance here, and I got to go to break. On that note, we'll see you on Sunday, my friend. All right, see you Sunday. Everybody have a good week. Good moment, everybody. Take care, Mike. Thank you. Mike Johnson, PW Insider right there. Mike Johnson. On that note, we're going to break. Other side of break. Uh, Actually, we've been on Facebook Live. I didn't announce that. So Mike Johnson not only had the rub on the Skype video here. Okay, where would the crowd go? Oh, they came back in the room. Uh, Yeah, the the Mike Johnson actually was on the the freaking Facebook, too. Next bar. Guys, oh, we're not on Facebook. We didn't, oh. we didn't want to double dip for him. Oh, this is like yesterday. Okay, good, good. Let's 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 give Taz the wrong information while he's live on the air. Oh, I love this. this is fun. This is good. Thank you, thank you. All right, I don't know what's going to happen on the side of break. I'll talk about raw more, and I got a couple people on hold. We will be on Facebook Live. We've been on the gimmick chat. I gotta go pee. I'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here, fourth quarter city. The big meeting. Big, not, not, not meeting, conference call at the end of the show today. Are you prepared for this, Dennis? I am. You're familiar with these fellas? Yeah, we've, uh, we've, We've done a few of these. Yes, I know, but the, the big network bosses at CBS Sports Network, they want to have a conference call today. Seems like the pattern every time I have to do a special. They want to talk to my team and me, and it's like, it, it, it's, you know, I'm okay. I'm a trooper. This song sucks, but I try my best. It's okay. Let it roll. We'll never hear it again on the show, I promise. But, but um, you know... Uh, the conference calls, I've, you've never been on a conference You've been on a conference call with me before. Yeah, right? Two of them. I don't play games. You notice that. I'm all business. No, you t- you take charge. Yeah. You command the room. Yes, yes. And you I, get it done. I get it done, and I'm not very nice at times. I act a little bit like a douche. You know, that's kind of my thing. We're on Facebook Live right now, I believe. Unless I'm being lied to about that, too. I mean, maybe we'll find out. We're not on there yet, I'm sure. Oh, we are. Yes, no? We are. Great. 
Facebook also, Live we are. I've been talking on the gimmick chat at TazShow.com to some of the people on there. Again, you could go to TazShow.com, watch the show live right there, and you could communicate with each other. You could log in with your Twitter account, your Facebook account, your Instagram account, your YouTube account, uh, do it from a laptop, do it from your, you know, not your mobile device, unfortunately, not yet. We suck at that. You can do it from a tablet. I'm done with the tablet. Any way you want to do it, you can do it. But I'm on there talking. Some of the people are talking to each other on there. And you can do the same thing on Facebook Live. But we'd rather you go to TashShow.com and do it. Because that's where the gimmick chat happens every day. Every day. So I've been talking to some of the people over there. Some of the slackers and jobbers uh, over there. And uh, i got to give a little love to, obviously, the people on uh, the Facebook Live in a few minutes here. Because I know they're there, too. I have people on hold. I have to get to them. Some people have been patiently waiting. Uh, I've been talking about Raw. We had the PW Insider Report before that. So it's been a very, very busy show, as usual. Uh, it's the Taz Show, and that's how we roll, baby. So uh, on that note, I will get to a call all the way in uh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Uh, Salman, uh, you're on the Taz Show. Hello? Salman? Salman? Hello? Hello? Yes. Hey, man. How you doing, buddy? Hello. You're on the show. What's up, buddy? Uh, nothing much. What's the matter, bro? You sound you sick. Want, you all right? You good? No, 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 no. Uh, I've been waiting for like an hour or so. Uh, oh, you know. I'm sorry. Uh, it used to be easier, you know? Excuse me? Uh, I said it used to be easier. What I call it's like 10 minutes and I'm on. But uh, now I have to wait for like an hour. So it sucks, you know? I hear you, buddy. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, it's not... I mean, it's, it's a, Dennis, do you want to chime in here, Dennis? <laughs> I'm sorry. We should have cut Mike. We should have <laughs> cut Mike a little more. But, Solomon, I told you guys that were on hold that I'm going to have Mike on and I can't get to you after. I appreciate you hanging on, but it's a radio he show, bro. I mean, it's... What's up? He talks too much and... He talks too much and he talks almost pointless. He got no point. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't know how to put it, but he's pointless. I think you just put it. I think uh, you just put it bluntly. All right, new segment on Tuesdays. Salmon Berries, PW Insider Mike Johnson. Mike did give us some information about Finn Balor, didn't he? He Mike also uh, he plugged no, his. He talked about Brock. It was a surprise. Let me tell you something. That he talked about Brock, and it was uh, he was reported that he's a liar. If you go to this dot com and you go to Raw and event. There's a, something called a gimmick event. If you go to Raw, you will see Brock Lesnar name. And by the way, Brock Lesnar will be showing up and every week from now to WrestleMania. So he that's not a surprise to me. I don't see like it's a surprise. If you go check it out in the WWE.com gimmick event, you will see it. Yeah, but hold on. Wait, wait, wait. So uh, you're saying that he that, that Mike Johnson got that from the website? Yep. And it's, we all know it for like a month now. Well, then I must be a jabroni because me and Dennis over here, the lumberjack, you, I, 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 I didn't. No, 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 no. You're up? not the jabroni. You've reduced the jabroni from not knowing that information. <laughs> he called you a jabroni now. <laughs> Dennis, you're a jabroni. He's, yeah. And you're actually <laughs> oh, right. Well, yeah. No, actually, no, no. I got to tell you, Simon, uh, he's, you're right. You, you, sir, Lumberjack, are a jabroni. Yeah, you should have known that. He's right. What are you doing Sunday? You want to you take part in our <laughs> Roval, Roval Royal Rumble? <laughs> All right, Simon, I, I, you, I, I know what I like. You, you, you were on hold a long time, and you're angry, and the anger is coming out. Yeah. And I, I understand. I respect that. I get it. I, I understand. But you got you to realize that, like, you know, now what's happening, like, I'm looking at Facebook Live right now, you're getting on people's nerves. That's what happens, Simon. People are starting to get mad at you now. Uh, 
Sorry, people. Yeah, so that's the thing, bro. I, you know, so I'm just letting you know. All right, what do you want to talk about, bro? Let's get to the point because we've been on a, a long time. I got to go here. What's up? Okay, I'll talk about the Raw main event segment, the Taker thing. Go. Uh, I think uh, the way they uh, sell it, I mean, it's amazing. They're, they're like saying, if you don't subscribe or buy the network after this, you're a stupid idiot. Well, they're right. I mean, that's the best way to sell, hey, guys. What? Hello? Well, oh, he's gone now. I think he dropped. Well, well, I don't know how he dropped. I didn't drop him. I don't know how he dropped. But he's going to be pissed now. <laughs> Tremendous. That was, that was a good call. I don't call. understand. Yeah, I mean. That was a good call. People are burying him on a, oh, my God. I don't want to read some of the stuff on, a, on Facebook Live. Let's I don't want to do any bleeping. No, no. People are the extra not happy. stuff was enough. Not the gimmick chat. I mean, let's see how the gimmick chat, if he's getting, I mean, because usually the gimmick chat, people get angry there, too. Um, no. I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going on, but uh, but I, I, look. I, sometimes people on hold a long time. It's a radio show. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's, thanks for calling. I don't know what to tell you, bro. He's mad. He's mad at everybody. I mean, he just buried Mike. Oof, it, it was a good promo. Yeah, kind of. Uh, hey, Nando in uh, Queens. Uh, you were on the Taz show. What's up, buddy? Good moment, guys. Good moment. Good moment. Um, good moment. What's up, bud? Yeah, I, w- I wish that guy from Saudi Arabia was here because he would have been arrested before that bullshit was talking. But that's a different story. Uh, well, <laughs> sir, you cannot use those words. You're a police officer. Please. P- well, I'm apologizing right now on the yes. air. I apologize. Dennis, uh, Dennis, how how did everything happen? To uh, Did you recover most of your stuff? That's yes, one of Amanda. My main thank, you, thank you very much. Okay. And, Taz, this is, um, this is for you. Uh, well, if you need extra security for Sunday, I am available. <laughs> and I also want to talk about 205. What's up uh, with the 205? Tell me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, the 205. The, uh, the, the six-man tag. Coy Graves. After it finished, he had like the best line of the uh, of the night when he kind of told he Austin Aries and him were, have, were interacting. He goes, "Do you like these guys? I, I like the guys in the ring, but I don't like PJ, uh, TJP's hair because he looks like uh, one of the guys from the Jersey Shore." Right. I was like, "Holy!" I, I like, heard no. no, I heard him say that. No, I, I actually heard that uh, when the guys are wrestling. Yeah, no, it's funny. Yeah, that's, that's what he should do. It's just you know, Corey sometimes comes up with a witty line and he'll bury somebody. You know what I mean? Like, but in a joking way. I'm sure he's he's buddies with a lot of guys. I mean, you know, it's like it's different days of like a full blown heel commentator to a, a straight babyface color commentator. It's kind of gone now. It's like guys are kind of like they kind of you know Nando. They kind of go. They they kind of sell both ways. You know what I mean? They sell both heel and babyface, kind of a hybrid. Thank you for calling Nando. I mean, we've seen that happen a lot in the business. I, I, I understand that. Sometimes you get mixed messages from the office. That That's happened. Uh, that was one thing I got to tell you for me that I loved when I was in uh, uh, TNA as a commentator. I, you know, Okay, you're a heel. You're a babyface. They, they didn't really want you to be kind of, you know, and, and that, that made life easier. Sell the story the way you want as a heel or babyface. Be creative and, and that was the deal. So, and again, thank you, Nando, for calling and being a true fan of the show. I appreciate it. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Joe Viana on the Facebook Live said, Grace shouldn't talk about hair. He looks uh, like he has an Ace Ventura, Ventura gimmick. Well, the thing is, that's what makes the heat. You know, when he talks about someone's hair or someone, you know, that that's called heat. Like, you know, that's... He wants people to say what you're saying, sir, on Facebook Live, on my show. He wants that, yes. So that's the deal on that. So I, I didn't, um, I don't know. I, I, it's interesting. Back to the conversation that Mike Johnson and I were having, you know, it, about the 205, about the cruiserweights and all that stuff, and that, you know, 
And I, I know I saw some reports that maybe the numbers are down a little bit on it and stuff like that. And then who knows what the truth is on that. But I got to tell you, I, 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 I'm a fan of it. I hope they continue to utilize it. They have a lot invested in it. They're going to have dips and, and stuff like that. And it, right now, I think for me, the WWE, you know, they're putting on so much programming uh, like matches and stuff like shows with matches like the UK events and the 205 Live and they're doing tournaments, NXT, you know, Raw and SmackDown's on USA, that's a different deal, but I'm just saying there's, there's a lot of programming, so who knows, been six months if things will change, you have to change the landscape of things, uh, I've talked about it before, the, the, the quality of the bang for the buck that, that we get as customers with, with the WWE Network is, is unbelievable. Um, they just changed the game in re- regards to stuff behind a subscription wall. So uh, the amount of stuff you're getting for ten dollars is crazy. It's just crazy. So um, it, it really, truly is a great deal. So, uh, but for the wrestlers, two or five live, which is part of the, the your package with WWE Network and all that. I hope that doesn't go away uh, anytime soon. I hope it's sticking around for a long time. Like I said, they put a lot of money into it. Um, I, you know, for me. Uh, it's on late, and I get up early because I work early, so it's like I don't get a chance to see it live all the time. You know, I cover it at times, but I'll watch stuff of it on the network. Uh, Dennis, you too, right? You're in the same boat with that? Yeah. 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 It's The way you put it, the amount of content they're putting out for $10 a month is incredible. Mm. And some of the things just – I love the cruiserweights. I think it's it's yes. different than what you're normally seeing with the main event angles of these, you know, these bigger guys. Seeing these little, I don't want to say, see little is not the right word, but smaller guys, Undes- fl- yeah, fl- small guys guy, flying kid. around the ring, doing all sorts of flips, high high uh, high impact moves. It, it's it's exciting. It's visually stimulating, and it's, it, it's, it's different. It's, it's it's like what we did TNA before I was in TNA, the X division. Yep, it's the same. Absolutely. It's a it's a it's a car crash in essence. You know. Um, I just think doing it in the big buildings like I've talked about before is not a good idea. I've talked before they announced this. I talked about it doing it in the big buildings. It's not a good idea. It's going to be a different feel than the intimacy of uh, a smaller venue. Okay. And like um, you said earlier, with the uh, you're only getting six minutes. Yeah, you don't have a lot of time. You, right. You got to right, right, and also people leaving the building because it's late at night. You know, Mike tried to hack me and say we talked about that. <laughs> no, I talked about that, and then I talked about it with Mike. Please, Mike. That's why people in Saudi Arabia don't like you, Mike Johnson. <laughs> Chairman here on the Facebook Live, we're just reading. He says, 205 should be taped in full sale uh, and not go live. I agree. That's my point about uh, doing it in an intimate setting, smaller building. You know, it really should. I just think that that that's – and you know what? I, I Sometimes the, the fans of full sale, me as a viewer on the network, they get on my nerves. You know, with all the chants, all the yelling, all the, all the getting themselves over. <laughs> It's like you'll get a this is wrestling chant as, you know, the guy's walking down the aisle. <laughs> like, come on now. Will you stop? What are we doing here, please? So, so uh, you, you know, it, 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 I think definitely to Chairman's point and like points I've been making, doing this thing in a big building is definitely not the right feel. The changing of the ropes, the purple of this, they're, they're also on, they're trying to give the rub to 205 Live by give, putting these cats on Raw a lot, and I think that's great for the talent. They love it. You love being on Raw. That's the mothership, you know. But uh, you know, we'll, we shall see what happens. I mean, and, and also with the UK thing, as we, as we heard Mike Johnson uh, report last week, I think it was here on the show, 
he talked about that WWE Network is going to have like a side subscription wall, less expensive for if you want to watch the UK stuff for where you know uh, with the new UK champ and the whole UK division. So that's coming. So meanwhile, the guy from Saudi Arabia buries Mike Johnson, and and Mike Johnson brings the award just about all the time. I thought that was a good segment for Mike. Yeah, I don't know why I should. I, I you know what I, I I'm mad at Salmon now. I, I I'm I'm I, I'm disappointed in myself. So um anyway, I, I think the two hundred five live. Look, it obviously, it, 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 it means a lot to the company because they created a title for it. They made a big deal out of it. Um, you know, Rich Swan's been getting pushed the right way. Listen, Neville's the guy. You know that. Austin Aries, once he is able to go, man, he, I'm just telling you, you're talking about epic matches. I just don't know, man. I just think they got to kind of change. They, I'm drawing a blank. They tape it after SmackDown. No, after, yes. after SmackDown. So it's like that's why maybe it's better, it, like I said, from jump. And they had that match uh, where that that was on the line. The crew, what, what's his name? Um, Sin, not Sin Cara. Uh, help me. Kalisto. Kalisto. If he would have win the match uh, against Miz, the Cruiserweights would have went to SmackDown. Oh, yeah, that's yep. what it was. And, and Kalisto lost. So they had an opportunity, and uh, WWE screwed up here. They should have had that thing like a lot of people thought, just because logistically it makes sense. Have the cruiserweights on SmackDown. It makes life easier. You you have you could promote and push in the building to hopefully keep fans in the building that are going off to go home to go to work or going off to go home to get up for school or the people with their kids and they got to get their kids up for school. You know what I mean? So it's a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? So it's like now you're sitting there at a wrestling show to freaking whatever midnight or eleven thirty with traffic. You leave you get home by twelve thirty one o'clock on a freaking weeknight. It's hard. You would, know? You, would you do it after SmackDown? I mean, uh, not, not after, um, before, like, because yeah. it, it's kind of geared towards kids, right? I, you like, could do it before, but so it's then you do it's not before, live. Get them all. But you can't right. do it. You see, that's the thing. You need that live element. Otherwise, you got to get rid of the live thing. But live programming is where it's at. We're live, okay? And that's why, okay, Nasada, I'm not going to get into a big thing about it, but like, I joke around uh, shooting a little bit about the podcast stuff. Love your podcast. No, I'm live every day. Okay, it's not. This is a live video show, <laughs> not a podcast. It, it, it turns into a podcast when we're done, but and it turns into VOD. I've been through this at nauseum. Okay, so but it's a big difference when there's that live element. Live element daily is a big difference, and wrestling live element is a big difference. So what they could do is just put the belt, the SmackDown. I'm sorry, put the cruiserweight title in that umbrella of SmackDown, so we could see matches of the cruiserweights or angles of the cruiserweights the 205 Live guys, within SmackDown. So within that building, it keeps people there. Hopefully, some people. So then we do the show later on after SmackDown Live. You know, so I think they kind of paint themselves in the corner a little bit with a couple of things, the way they're doing it. Definitely doing it on Raw, in my opinion, just doesn't make sense. Um, The live element is important. I get it. So what the hell? Why can't you have it a special live, not a special, have it live every week? Um, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Do it live on the WWE Network and then segue into SmackDown. You could do that, right? Yes, no, maybe so. People would watch. I think, like you said, it would benefit so much from a a smaller crowd. Like, look at how well NXT does because it's it's a close-knit, compact, small venue. You you throw the the Cruiserweights in there, they're going to get over because, you know, it's... 
it, like we like we talked about it. It's, it's high action, yes. and it's awesome, and it's more intimate, and well, everybody and feels. And I'm telling you from experience, as I've done both for a lot of years. I've wrestled in front of the intimate crowds, obviously, you know, early in my career, and even in ECW at the ECW Arena and other buildings like the Elks Lodge and these other buildings all over the country, and obviously in WWE in the big buildings, from Staples Center to Madison Square Garden to the Gund Arena to so on and so forth, all right? Not bragging. Just telling you, I've done both. And as a wrestler, I can promise there's a completely different feel when you're in the intimate setting. The pressure's on you more, and you feel it more. Like, see, there was a, a long time where things were cool at, in Orlando at Universal for TNA. It was a really cool crowd to work in front of. Intimate setting. And they weren't charging those people. They were just coming in. A lot of times in the summer, they were just trying to get out of the heat of the, the rides. And it was a lot of times you weren't getting wrestling fans that were coming into the impact zone, you know? But there was a, a regular group of folks from Orlando that were wrestling fans, that were TNA fans, that would come. And they understood the chants and guys' names and blah, 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 blah. They got all that. But the thing is, I'm telling you, as a competitor, as a wrestler, as a guy cutting promos in the ring, there's a humongous difference of working in an intimate building, small setting, as opposed to a big building. It's more pressure on you in that small building. The people are on top of you. I feel it's a gun-to-the-head mentality, and I feel that guys, not that they don't perform great in front of big crowds and big buildings, I'm not saying that, but I'm just telling you there's a hyper sense of urgency in those small buildings, in front of those smaller crowds, especially when they're rabid. I mean, just look at the UK gimmick they just did, the, the UK WWE thing. They were in Blackpool, England, in a smaller building, can't recall the name of the place, whatever, it was a tighter place. It was packed. It was rabid. It was crazy. Um, look, I mean that—that's—that—that that, it's a different feel as a competitor. I, I liked it better, and I was that guy. If Heyman was here right now, or you guys talked to Paul Heyman, I was probably out of all those ECW wrestlers, the guy who bitched to Paul the most about working in bigger buildings. We need bigger buildings. We need bigger buildings. God, we need bigger crowds. We need bigger buildings. Not just because we're making more money when we do that. But I wanted to feel like I was working live in front of more people, and and I just thought it was a better feeling. Then when I got that, I missed the smaller crowds, you know, the smaller buildings, the smaller intimacy. You know what I mean? Like I missed that, you know. So that's kind of like uh, you know my deal. I'm seeing a lot of the thumbs up on the Facebook Live. People are giving thumbs up. They're enjoying it. Uh, that's nice. You know, I, I my ego's fed when I see that. Um, we got Jesse Easter on there on the Facebook Live saying 205 uh, Live it needs an overhaul. I guess so. Make uh, Makeover Jones. I'm kind of saying that right here. So, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, it's uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But as far as Raw, I, like I said earlier, and I think Mike Johnson and I were talking about it too, um, you know, I think they did a great job uh, really selling the importance of the Royal Rumble. Oh, you know what I didn't do? I gave a hook earlier, thanks for not reminding me, about championships and how they poo-pooed on it. The hell? I'm sorry, guys. I, I got to tell you this. The show might run a couple minutes late. This is what I really got upset about. Damn, I'm, I don't know how I just remembered that. I apologize for not talking about it earlier. I said it going into a break, and I'm so mad that I didn't not um, shoot. I didn't say it. Ah, too much going on here. That's the problem. I apologize. So, so basically, what, what the thing that I'm talking about is the tag team titles, guys. Okay, the tag team titles. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dennis. Did they not say the tag team titles are going to be defended? In the pre-show gimmick. On the pre-show. With Anderson and Gallows against um, uh, 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 Cesaro, Cesaro and Sheamus. And, Sheamus. and uh, good God, why? 
like uh, the tag team titles, SmackDown titles, Raw titles, tag team titles, both should be defended within the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. The IC title, the U.S. title, both to be defended within the pay-per-view. I know it's not pay-per-view anymore, but we call it that, right? Whatever the hell it's called, big event, I guess it is still a pay-per-view. But really, what are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, you're tag team titles, guys. Why are they on the freaking pre-show? I mean, listen, look, it's probably almost, probably just about, maybe, whatever, the same amount of people that are watching. It, it's, it, you know, it's the pre-show, so people are probably watching. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. It's probably definitely a lot more. I don't know. There's people watching, and it's, it, but this should not be a match that's on while people are filing into the building. It, that's just that's the tag team titles. How, 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 how are we not making that important? If we're presenting it on a pre-show. The presentation is it's on the pre-show. Oh, I'm just getting further and further away from that Hall of Fame. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's bad, bro. It's bad. I, I'm, I'm just... It's bad. Do you agree? Disagree? I mean, what... Yeah, you can't... You can't bury the titles. That Obviously, the Universal is the most prestigious. I feel like the tag titles are above the, the U.S. title... In, uh, in my eye, I mean, or on, I don't agree with that. Equal, they're not pushing it. They're, no, I mean, they're no, not no, pushing no, it, but no, I'm saying no, no, in totality. No, 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 no. What do you mean no? No way, bro. Come on. I'm <laughs> saying overall. I'm not saying the way that, the way they're treating it now. Absolutely not. But I'm. You, you've talked about this ad nauseum in the past. Titles should mean something. Absolutely. It's, and having it on the pre-show, it's just it, it's only. You're just kind of dismissing it, like oh no. But you, wait, 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 I got to back up. So I'm not letting you just escape. You, you got to be. Words have power. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good motto. <laughs> they do, and I'm running. La- I'm going to run late here in this show because I, now I axe the grind, Jones. I know we have the conference call. They'll have to wait. I don't care. I'll push it back. I don't care. They can wait, wait, wait all day. They want cancel the conference call. They can cancel on me. I don't care. I'm saying what I got to say to my audience. Okay, because I'm not going to let you sit here and say, if you're going to tell me the tag team titles are more important than the U.S. title, please explain that. I'm saying in the history of the WWE, I feel like the tag team titles have prestige. Not that the U.S. title doesn't, but I just feel like it's... it's, uh, I kind of talked myself into a a corner here. Yes, you did. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. 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 That's okay. I don't know. I just... Like, the U.S. title is, is looked at as... I almost look at it as like a not an entry level, but like hmm. you start with the the U.S. title, you build up other ways. I feel like the tag title is it, it, all the titles need to be defended on the pay per views. It's that simple. Yeah, especially the big ones, the big boys, the big pay, big pay per the Royal Rumble, the Survivor Series, obviously WrestleMania, the titles, the championships, SmackDown, Raw, boom, boom, boom. They need to be defended on the freaking big pay per views. It's that simple. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. I'm telling you. That's just the way things need to be done. It's the way it's been done for years. Don't try to reinvent the wheel with this. Don't. I, 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 I'm really was, I really was disappointed in that. So we saw a singles match, like a captain's match, one-on-one yesterday with Cesaro against Gallows, you know, and Gallows won the match. Okay, that's cool. They need some sort of victory to give some sort of hope because no one's thinking that Gallows and Anderson are going to win these titles. And I like Cesaro and Sheamus. I do. But good gosh. Why in the F are you guys just throwing it on a pre-show? So are the SmackDown titles, that's not announced yet, right? The tag team titles. They, they got to announce something tonight, right? I would think, yeah. I mean, they have to. I mean, unless they, you know, I, I don't know. 
I mean, uh, okay, Joel Ely says, I agree with Lumberjack uh, Jones. Oh, God! Well, well, agree what? That, that, that the U.S. title is not as important as the tag team titles? I disagree with both of you guys. I don't know. I, I, I got to go. I, I'm done here. All right, look, if you want to check out the VOD later, you could do that. If you want to watch the uh, the VOD, I should say. If you want to listen to the audio on demand, that'll be on later on. Thank you. Um, Boys and Jesus. Girls. Thank you to <laughs> for the chest shots. Thank you to uh, Mike Johnson, the PW Inside Report. I appreciate him coming on. It was uh, definitely uh, awesome. Uh, and uh, and that's the deal. Uh, and everybody here at the Taz Show, hope you guys enjoyed the show. It was a lot of fun, as usual. Thanks for everybody at the Gimmick Chat at TazShow.com and everybody over here at Facebook Live looking at that right now. And on the Twitter, obviously. Thanks, everybody. Spread the word of the Taz Show. We'll be at you tomorrow talking some SmackDown and other stuff. I'm Taz. You're not. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So go and pour another drink just to get away We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let you go